Have you ever held something back about yourself that you're either aware of consciously or not without realizing how impactful sharing this part of you could be for your career or how many people you could help when you let the shields come down and you finally allow others to see yourself for who you are? Our next guest, a former model turned educator who has brushed shoulders with Jamie Foxx and Will Smith did just that for many years until she questioned why she was holding back this critical piece of who she was. And it opened the doorway for her career, helping many young people in the process. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast for episode number 183 with Dr. Simone Alicia, otherwise known as the self-esteem doctor. For those new or returning guests, welcome. I'm Andrea Samadhi, author and educator from Toronto, Canada, now in Arizona, and like many of you listening, have been fascinated with learning and understanding the science behind high-performance strategies that we can use to improve our productivity in our schools, our sports, and workplace environments. My vision is to bring the experts to you, share their books, resources, and ideas to help you to implement their proven strategies, whether you're a teacher working in the classroom or online, a student, or in the corporate environment. Today's guest, Dr. Simone Alicia, or the self-esteem doctor, was introduced to me over Thanksgiving week. When I began researching her work, I was shocked at the many similarities in her life to mine. Not that I was a runway model like she was, as exciting as that looks, I would probably trip on the runway, but we were both educators who saw a serious need to help young people with their self-esteem. She built her business through the fashion runway, helping young people to find their potential this way, launching a magazine twice a year, just like we did with the Teen Performance Magazine, where we interviewed celebrity teens to help improve the self-esteem of young people by showing them that even celebrities suffer with self-doubt and how they overcame their insecurities. Dr. Simone Alicia says it best herself, that self-esteem is a mindset. It's a focused belief about yourself and your ability to succeed in life. It's your path to clarity, wholeness, and lasting happiness. It's the key for you and for everyone. Life's too short to wait. Align with the greatness within you and do it now, she says. And I 100% agree. Life is short, so don't hold back with anything. Dr. Alicia went on to create incredible resources on her YouTube channel with online courses and has been a keynote speaker with many different organizations around the country. She has her own podcast that people as young as age six and up will find engaging and motivating. I was drawn to Dr. Simone Alicia because I've always been curious as why we hold ourselves back. It began when I was younger and I missed opportunities because I was afraid of taking risks. And it's why I began working with young people and self-esteem in the late 90s with the hopes that even one of the young people we've helped along the way goes on to accomplish their wildest dreams. And this is exactly what Dr. Alicia said inspires her. It's like Marianne Williamson's poem where she says our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. 
It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and famous? I'm so excited for what we'll uncover together about her pathway to help young people discover their greatness, how she's been using brain-aligned strategies for years before they were making an impact in our schools, and where she's focused on making an impact next. Let's meet Dr. Simone Alicia. Welcome, Dr. Alicia. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've got to say, it's not often that I'm preparing for an interview and thinking, this sounds exactly like me. And I'm kind of shocked as to how similar our paths were, especially when the only runway I've ever seen, I was standing next to it and not on it. But what a fascinating background you have. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm also extremely excited to meet you and to have this talk today, for sure. Well, I always like to open up with a question that digs a bit deeper into that goes beyond what I've uncovered in my research about you. And you go very deep on your podcast. So I've got to ask you some questions around that a bit later. But can we start with the fact that you, like me, were both drawn to teach self-esteem to kids? And I knew the moment like it hit me like a brick in my stomach when I saw this speaker working with these kids and, you know, he was talking with these kids about things that we now know to be social emotional skills and the results skyrocketed. And it was clear to me what I was meant to do with my life. But can you share, was there a moment of truth where you just knew this is what I need to do? I think so, actually. Um, so as you said, I have the teaching background kind of like you do and um, the modeling background. And I remember distinctly being at a fashion show and it was kind of a two part thing. One, I'm standing backstage and I'm super nervous to go out. My stomach is nuts. So, you know, I'm hearing these other models completely critique themselves and tearing themselves apart. And then they're like, Simone, go. And I just did something. I took a breath, like I turned off the nerves and I turned up this confidence and I went out there and it was like, how did I just do that? There was like no nerves whatsoever. I like deleted them. I'm like, that's some kind of a mind game. And then what kind of solidified all of it or put it together into being a vision for me is when we got off the runway, there were some little kids and they were all like, I want to be like them. They're so confident. They're so amazing. And I'm like, well, not quite. I feel like, <laughs> so it felt like a really amazing coming together moment where I was like, you know, I think we need to work on self-esteem deliberately for ourselves, for our kids, and make this like really real tools that we can, we can use. So it seemed like an aha moment right there. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use this, but I'm going to really help these kids to have a real self-esteem. Love it. I love yeah. it. And when I saw this need, it was like a moment that almost destroyed me. And when I saw it, I remember I started crying and it was embarrassing because I was at this event that I had to sell books at and there were all these celebrities around. Melanie Griffith was there and there was this famous athlete that was lining up to talk to me. And I'm like, when I cry, my eyes go all red and blotchy. And I just remember thinking, oh goodness, please get me through this. Right. And, um, Anyway, it was after that moment where that speaker worked with those teens and I, I knew that uh, there was this one kid that was up on stage and he was struggling to speak like he, it was his turn and the words just wouldn't come out and we've all been there right and I remember looking at him going oh goodness please don't let this moment stop this kid. Um, and then the speaker went up behind him and rubbed his back in a way that he instinctively knew what to do. 
And I know he didn't know that this was a brain strategy back then. I know that he just knew I've got to go do something to help him get the words out. And he did. And he he killed his speech and everything was great. But uh, you've talked about this. You said you just instinctively knew what to do when there was someone in front of you that needed help. Can you take me through the process of how you began to use the runway as a way to help young people with their self-esteem? For sure, absolutely. I think the runway has its own you know, feeling when you think about the runway, it comes along with a lot of beliefs as it is like, this is a place where I feel beautiful or powerful. So I think I kind of used that. And the idea for me really was to help break the kids out of the negative state, right? So they're in this negative state of mind. And if we can use the body to assist the mind, so we're talking about posture, we're talking about expanding the chest and taking these deep breaths. And when you look to walk down the runway, you kind of imagine like it's the timeline of your future and you're just walking, right? So it's a lot of shifting around the focus, shifting around that language that's going on inside. And when we do it physically with the body, we're also kind of incorporating that kinesthetics, like, you know, using this, this, using the element of touch. And then they're looking at the runway and we're deep breathing and visualizing. And, um, and of course we kind of touch on the auditory element where I'm saying things that are encouraging and encouraging them to say their own affirmations inside. So we've got an internal and an external auditory thing going on also. And that's how the runway really started to represent this place of like my own personal power is coming out. It had nothing to do with physical looks. It was about activating the senses and activating that internal beingness, right? And, and using that as, as, a, as a platform for, for your healing and for your feeling truly the power that you have inside, elevating those emotions in a positive way. Well, it's really interesting because I was interviewing this guy, Luke Dupron, and he's a fitness, he's got his own podcast, like a fitness guru. And he mentioned like in his uh, background, he's got runway model. And so I thought I've got to ask him about it. And he kind of said, it was funny because the way he talked about it, he was suddenly asked to go do this runway show. And he was like caught off guard, like, like you talk about, you need all these other skills to go walk on the runway, <laughs> right? And he, but it, there's more to that. It's got to yep. come from within. And he talked about how he just had to take a deep breath. And then that changed him. I know it did from how yep. he was talking. So it was interesting that I kind of pulled that out. I'm going to have to tie that to this somehow, because he, he talked about how, you know, who am I to go on the runway? You know, got it. Yep. And you've got to get that mindset. It's so true. It's so true. It really is a whole like holistic experience and you can use it for a really good lasting results, like for something, you know, deeper. It doesn't have to just be as superficial as the runway may seem when we first think about it. Right. So yeah. we can really see why the skill is so important. And I saw it with that young kid who was struggling to speak in public and I just didn't want him to miss out on life opportunities. I thought, oh no, you know, you're so young. Imagine if you get this, where are you going to be? And, and I actually reached out to his dad when I was preparing your interview questions. I found him because he's easy to find. He's well known. And I sent him a message and within three minutes he wrote back and said, oh, here's, here's how you can connect to him. And this guy is married now and i'd love to get him on the podcast but this is all because of you thank you so much for oh my you know, kind of reconnecting my past to to that one young kid that inspired me and so when when we think about this skill self-esteem what was it that made you dedicate your life to it i really believe that 
we don't truly understand how much self-esteem impacts and how many areas of our life it actually impacts. I think that we're kind of like, oh, self-esteem, you know, you think you're pretty, you think you're nice, you're, you know, but it's so much deeper. I mean, our decisions, the fundamental core of our beliefs of who we are, what we can accomplish. I feel like it affects everything. What college do I go to? Will I go to college? What will I study? The relationships I choose, the relationships I stay in, um, just the way I present myself, the choices I make. I think that it's such a fundamental piece of who we are and our, our decisions springboard from there. And a lot of our life kind of comes from there that I was like, this, this is worth working on and it's worth giving to our kids. So, you know, after being in the classroom first for a couple of years, I realized, you know, we're giving them a lot of other academic stuff, but the, the true heart of who they are and how that can impact the work we're giving them. I don't think we're focusing on that enough. So this really was like, this is me. Here I am. We're, we're doing this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and it's interesting because I see it with my kids and, you know, I know how they've got self-esteem skills through sport like that. Right. It just happened through gymnastics. They train with the ASU men's team and they're always around people of all different ages. And I know that's where they started to walk different and feel comfortable with themselves, but through sport. But I love how you've chosen the runway. I never would have thought, you know, how do we teach these skills rather than, you know, just these boring worksheets that just we know don't work. Like you've got to have a different way. And I right. love how you've chosen the runway. It's just so catchy. Thank you. Awesome. I love it too. And it's fun. It's really, it's fun. And, it, and it's connect. It's something that it's easy to connect to. And I love it. Definitely. And so let's go to school. So many schools these days are dealing with students with trauma. And many of us as educators just were not trained in this. And I've just started learning about trauma and the brain with this neuroscience certification course. I'm on the tail end of completing it. You talk about this situation and it was a very difficult one with one of your first clients that came to you with trauma and you were able to change her life through the runway. And then I thought about this neuroscientist, Joseph Ledoux, and he was doing memory reconsolidation where you would take someone back and then replace them bad memory with a good one. And I thought that's exactly what she did with the runway. <laughs> did you know there was something called memory reconsolidation? Did not have the words to put to it, had not heard of Joseph Ledoux at the time, uh, just had the instinct, I guess, as we talked about before. So it was happening. But now in hindsight, being able to connect the language to what was happening is like, oh my goodness, I, I, I basically blocked and made that, that, that restabilization process not happen because we, we interjected a better or newer experience in place of that memory. And in neuro-linguistic programming, which I also use, um, we call it a pattern interrupt. So it's kind of like we're on this pattern and you like kind of get in there and cut it off in a, in a sense. So I, I love learning about it now and seeing what I was doing then and really having that validation of the science behind it. It's, it's very exciting. Very, very exciting. It is. The science really helps because, of course, when we go to schools, they all need to know, like, what's the science behind this? And and there really is. When I looked at your work, I thought, oh, does she does she <laughs> see this? I'm getting all excited looking up. I did not. I did not see it before. <laughs> And that's where I just love doing this. I love making the connections because, you know, I, I get to study these 
fascinating neuroscientists. And then I'm like, how do I break this down so that regular people can use this information? And, and it's not easy, right? It's like, you've got to connect, like how I connected like Luke Dupron to the runway. He, yes. you know, was like, oh, who am I to go do this? And then you're doing it with, with your work and, and skyrocketing people all over the place. It's just fascinating, isn't it? I love it. I love it. And I love the work you're doing because the more that we bring this to light, that these fancy concepts are things that we can integrate into our daily lives to help us. And we're just helping more people at, at a rapid pace. And I absolutely, that, that's what I'm all about. That's what we're both all about. So I'm super excited. I'm super excited about that. Oh, absolutely. I love it. And, and I've got to ask because, you know, this isn't, this isn't one of my questions for you, but your magazine. So I've got my magazine here. I interviewed Sean Kingston and symphonique miller you know um percy okay. miller's um she was she was on nickelodeon and stuff so yes so like this was my early days so what what's that. with your magazine are you still doing it twice a year and physical yep. copy or digital it's a, we have both. So, I, I mean, primarily it's a, a digital copy. Everyone can just kind of come on to the Academy and read it or log in and read. Um, but it is available for print as well. And I am, I'm working on the next or wrapping up the next issue to come out for January as well. And yeah, still doing that. And that's so amazing. Like people, it's just like, we're the same person. I know. What is <laughs> I know. That's what I'm like. She has a magazine twice a year. And, and it's funny because I still own the teen performance magazine. It was through um, this speaker that I worked with, Dr. Jeff McGee, he does a performance magazine, interviews the adults, and I was the teen side, and there were different branches of it. It's still right. something I own, but I just went a different direction. But I was interviewing people back then, just not on the podcast. They were, it was audio. And I remember Sean Kingston was so cool. Yeah. And I had a hard time, like, understanding his accent. He, he talked so quickly, and I was like, it was one of my first interviews, and I'm writing right. notes down going, what did he say? It, you know, <laughs> Oh, it's a skill to interview as well. It, it, it is time for sure. It is. That's listen. amazing. You have a magazine. That's amazing. I love that. We'll I love that. Too. Yeah. Uh, that's and, and and the magazine. I, I love the interview element because now I'm like, hmm. So far, my magazine really has been about providing just some quick tools and, and a pick me up and insight for for people to kind of be able to grab this and get some insights that they didn't know before. Read an article, get you know just a little pick me up and feel good, and also be um, informed about what's going on in the academy and what what resources are available to them. So that was really the primary focus of the academy. I mean, excuse me, of the magazine, and um, I. I love the, the interview angle though we might might need yeah, to integrate we'll some of that yeah, yeah we'll we'll definitely chat that. and i'll send you the you, you can get the pdfs of it and have a look at what we did but that's awesome oh my so this is fun so so what do we leave out so this is an important one because i know i did it as we move forward in our careers and many of us take off beyond where we were before do we talk about our roots? So like our difficult times, I definitely had a really difficult time when I moved to the US and September 11th happened. And I was here going, okay, the speaker that I worked for could no longer do seminars. So I started reading my own books going, okay, what am I going to do next? What, re read this stuff, who wrote this? And trying to get my plan together of what I'm going to do next when everything fell apart. But I don't often talk about that. Um, and, and I know that um, you talked about the fact that you left something out of your career. At what point did you realize you had to unmute your modeling history? 
I, I really think it was a product of me studying my own work, <laughs> you know, as you coach and as you teach and as you study uh, other people as well, you really are impacting yourself as you're helping others. And somewhere along the way, I'm just reflecting and saying to myself, okay, do you feel fully authentic? Are you, are you doing all the things that you talk about doing? Are you practicing what you preach? Um, do you feel like you are in full alignment with yourself and your calling and your journey? And once I felt a wobble there and, and realized, hmm, I'm not fully expressing the way I want to. Now, if there are parts you don't want to share, I think that that's perfectly fine to not share. That's my personal opinion on that. But if there's something that's kind of itching at you and you're like, I wish I could, but I don't want them to think, well, then you're, no, we got to stop and start again because I was using the modeling background privately in one-on-one sessions. You know, I'd have the little kids getting up and being like, come on, say your affirmation. We're doing a fancy walk. We're doing an affirmation walk. We're doing a gratitude walk. And it was, we were naming these, these catwalks, all these beautiful self-development related things. And, but I wasn't, publicizing that. I wasn't announcing that as part of who I am. And somewhere in that self-reflection and the birthday is coming up and I'm like, you know what, what's my life looking like? Am I satisfied with how I'm presenting? Am I bringing everything I have and leaving it on the table so that I really feel like I've lived the fullest, most magnificent version of me and my life possible? And when the answer came back, no, then I was like, well, I have to do something. And it was time to say, this is my background. This is how I'm using it. I love it. And it helped to get the science behind it. And a conversation with you even further adds to the science behind it and helps me to feel even more proud of not only myself, but what I can encourage others to do with their backgrounds as well. It's a powerful thing. Love this. This is so awesome. (laughs) So I heard about this technique through the speaker I worked for 25 years ago, and he used to say that it was Jack Nicholas who invented it. He would say, you know, go to the movies with your sport and visualize every moment of the game ahead of time with golfing. And I know athletes see the value in this exercise, and I've received so many emails over the years for tips on visualization, but why do you think mental rehearsal is so important and what does it have to do with self-esteem building? I think the science, when you start looking at mental rehearsal and how a lot of the neuroscientists, I listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza a lot, and it's, it's really fascinating the fact that we can basically can fool the brain into thinking this activity has already happened. So when we talk about self-esteem, I love to help the kids use that skill to prepare, go into your mind and have the conversation, walk into the room, um, you know, really go and have the experience in your mind. And number one, you can work through some of the kinks, right? So here you are envisioning this and then you realize, oh, I shouldn't wear my bag on that shoulder. I should wear on that shoulder because the door is there, you know, like you're able to kind of work out some of the kinks. And then on top of that, you're giving the brain this sensation that I've already done this. The brain's like, we're doing this and it's working out great. So that's great. And then that sense of I've practiced, I've done this before. It's not that new. I can handle it. What's the big deal? So now we're reducing the sense of anxiety. We're building the sense of confidence. It's feeling familiar because your brain is telling you it's familiar. So when it comes to self-esteem and we're encouraging the kids to use this, I find it to be an amazing tool to help the kids to prepare, to help them to feel more confident for them to envision themselves with all the feelings because that's mental rehearsal really requires you to get into the feeling and the details and the success of it and when they do that I think they give themselves a new option like whoa I can feel like that and the brain's like whoa we just felt like that (laughs) you know and then 
the real life application um, or the real life behavior starts to reflect what that practice really, really demonstrated for them. So it's, I am a huge fan of mental rehearsal for everything. <laughs> I remember, I remember when we were um, in middle school, we would walk the cross country course before we ran it. And <sighs> you know, that the coach always had us do that. And, you know, then I got into studying this and, and seriously, one of the most asked questions all along, all through the years has been about visualization. What do you have on visualization? And I only had like this small chapter and I was always thinking I should expand that <laughs> a little bit because it was, everyone wanted to know, well, how do we make sure we're doing it right? right. And, you know, so what, what specifically do you have? them do um are they would you do it for whatever they came to whatever problem they came to fix would you take them through fixing it or what how are you using it my client that i had that i actually used a visualization technique with in a very specific sense she was going to be going to school with a service dog and she was going to be one of the first ever in any of the schools in her area to do that so she was completely freaking out so we actually walked step by step where i had her tell me the day like okay you're getting out of the car tell, who who opens the door first you know are you out first is the dog out first are people looking at you how do you feel like we went as if we were there and she was like everyone's staring at me you know and i'm like okay and what are you thinking and she's like i have a dog of course they're staring at me i'm like wonderful let's walk into the classroom right so we were able to take it step by step iron out some of the kinks and by the time the day came for her to go she was like i feel so at ease like that walking through it step by step and really feeling the discomfort and then the ease and then the solution and then it was really powerful for her uh, and then in other cases it's a little bit more general and it's like well imagine the feeling of you feeling confident? How would you look if you felt super confident? How would you sit if you felt super confident? What's the picture that comes in your mind of yourself super confident? And we work through in a little bit more of a creative way, but either way, that idea of rehearsing, feeling good about self and rehearsing the positive thoughts and the positive affirmations and rehearsing your success and giving yourself a snapshot of what that could look and feel like really opens up the opportunity. Because if you don't even think right. you can do it or think, there can be a good feeling or think there could be success. If you can't even think it or perceive it, then we're not walking into it anytime soon. So we got to start there <laughs> for sure. So true. It's that we don't think, and we often don't think like, what are we thinking about? We're going to be doing in the next one, three, five, ten 10 years. Do we know, have we thought about it? Do we have it written right. down? Is it detailed? Do we know how we are feeling in three years with that vision? Right. Like, what does it look like? Like that, this is all stuff that if we don't, like you said, you're not going to be doing it. You'll be stuck in the same little path of what you're doing now. Right. 100%. I think we just need to put more value on that. I think it seems so to the layperson. It's like thinking about it, think, eh, like thinking, what is that going to do? And it's like, that's preparing you. That's the GPS. You got to set the direction, you know, come on, let's go. So I think that highlighting the importance of that is a place that we are, where I see, I see that ramping up a lot in, in the world now that we're really validating or valuing um, our thoughts and what that does and setting the stage for our successes and our experiences. So I'm, I'm just so excited to be a part of it because it's so huge and the results are so clear <laughs> and based in science. So, right. <laughs> So as a self-esteem doctor, what are your programs and services? So we know you've got the magazine and you've got online courses. Do you want to just explain? So if someone goes to your website, they know where to go. 
For sure, for sure. So the virtual academy that we have is is probably the biggest thing that I love talking about because it's really giving global access to kids everywhere, obviously globally, to be able to learn a little bit more about self-esteem, to get real tools that will help them. We've got classes that are based on the runway called modeling confidence, you know, using NLP. Um, and there's a play on the word modeling there uh, to demonstrate and also to model, right? Um, and and it's really, really a great place to go. So if on the in the academy, you're going to get not only the modeling angle, but you're also going to get other things that help you to understand how to help your mind to work, help you to think and feel in positive ways about yourself. So very specific tools, very specific uh, strategies, very specific techniques that you can use and be able to refer to all throughout your life because you signed up for the academy and you've got lifelong access to go back there and get these resources. So it's really all about making sure that our kids starting as early as possible, our teens, of course, and our parents and families, because it's never too late, right? We always can adjust and move forward. Um, but it's really about making sure they have access. So when you go to the site, you're going to jump right onto the academy and be able to check out all the offers and the services and a lot of free resources there too, just so you can get, you know, a taste for what we have and fall in love with it like I have. <laughs> oh, and me as well. I was floored oh, when I found you and uh, I'm so grateful for your PR team for finding me over Thanksgiving weekend. This is, uh, I was just blown away when I got in and started listening to your podcast and thinking, wow, how have, how have I not known who you are until now? So right? I'm thrilled. Thank you. Same here. When I, again, when I got to meet you as well, I was like, oh my goodness, what, I'm like, are, do we have the same birthdays? Is it possible? Because I feel like we're the same person right now. I know, we're just, is so except we're 10 years apart. <laughs> That's the only same. difference. No difference. No difference. <laughs> I noticed your countdown to 40 and I remember my countdown to 50. It's like yeah. you're thinking about all the things you want to do in life. Yeah, that's, that's, and you know what? It's kind of like, it is another day, but if it's something that inspires you to think a little differently and to challenge yourself to be more for yourself, then let's, let's use it for the good and ignore the rest of it. <laughs> love it, love it. So what's your vision for where you're going three years, five years? What do you, what do you see? Oh, it's so huge. Okay, so the vision I have is that we truly have a global presence, meaning that the kids and teens, when you want self-esteem help or resources, you think of the Self-Esteem Doctor Academy. It's like the Google, like I want information, I go to Google. Well, when you want self-esteem information, you go to the Self-Esteem Doctor Academy. So that would probably be the next level is that people really know where to come and find these resources. Beyond that, I wanna continue traveling around and doing my speaking for both parents and the kids and teens, making it kind of like a show, incorporating runway and games and just really making it something that appeals to all the senses and gets you really like turned up self-esteem and understanding your personal value and then beyond that i really truly hope to be able to go into the television industry and start talking to them about the programming that we are creating for our children and helping to make that a little bit more supportive of um, the programming making it positive programming making it something that actually is assisting our kids and giving them tips and tools that help them and weaving that into the drama and the fun of it, but really giving them something more substantial, a little less drama, a little more help, because I think we can see a difference in our kids on a whole other level if we have media involved in creating content that is 
supporting the way our brain works, the way that we retain information, the way that it helps to program our belief systems and our actions and behaviors and choices. So I would love to be able to sit on the boards of here and the, 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 head, the heads of here and the CEOs of there and be like, let's do this. Here's how the mind works. Let's do this for our kids. That's where I would love to see uh, the Self-Esteem Doctor and the Self-Esteem Doctor Academy uh, go to and grow to over the next years, next few years. Well, I love that vision. And that's why I do this podcast, because even before uh, we started speaking, I hadn't even sent your questions yet. I created a graphic and I put it up and started saying how excited I was about you know, doing this interview and I haven't even sent your questions yet. And sure enough, I had some people contact me saying, put me in contact with you. So you'll, you'll be hearing from some of the people that found, saw you through social media already. Um, And, and now that you've said it, you've actually said you (laughs) want to connect with people in television. It, it wouldn't be too difficult to have a consulting role with somebody in that field. And, this podcast goes into 155 countries. We'll make it clear what your goals are and hopefully awesome. your vision aligns either through here or through somewhere else when you just keep speaking and saying what your goals are. It's For such sure. an important need. I'm so thrilled to have met you. So, I love this. I love oh, this. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This is, this is why we we met, we met, right? So Absolutely. if anybody wants to reach you, what's the best way? Is it through the selfesteemdoctor.com? Is that the best way? Yeah, I'd say that's home base. Like go to the selfesteemdoctor.com and from there you'll get phone numbers and emails and and, and access to the academy as well. So for sure, the selfesteemdoctor.com all spelled out and that's where you can find me for sure. Wonderful. And I'll put all the links to you in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much for your time today for re-inspiring me with your story that matched mine and for taking the time to talk about everything that you're doing over there. Uh, Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for having me. I think a platform like yours, being able to see the value in what I'm doing and for us to work together to achieve this bigger vision is so powerful. And I stand by you. I am here. Like, let's stay in touch. (laughs) Honestly, I honestly mean that because I think there's so many beautiful things that we can do with the heart and mind that we have and the the things that we have in common. I think it's like, let's go. Let's do big things. Let's do it. Let's do it, Dr. Alicia. And from here, once I know who you are in the future, I'll always refer back to this episode. So it's okay, perfect. fun. Perfect. Let's go back to work and we'll For sure. see you in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 